Mario, we made this. Ammo 7 did it again. Welcome to another episode of Big Eagle Media. I've got another special guest called by the name of Janka. How are you today? I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. The sun was out last couple of days, today's a bit more gloomy, but still the heat's out there. So you've got a very different kind of story. I do. Yeah. And um, so before we get into it, let us know where you're from, where did you grow up? Um, I'm originally from Newham. Um, I grew up in Beckham. And went to school in Forest Gates at Angeles. Okay, okay, okay. So, growing up in that area, you're a little bit older now, mm. but the times have changed because Newham became a very dangerous place in the yeah. last sort of decade. Yeah. I remember growing up in Peckham, but I got family in Canning Town, so I was back and forth all the time in Canning Town through my upbringing. Mm. It never used to be how it is now. Did you witness that change yourself? Um, I did actually. Um, still growing up, there was a lot of what they say, post-cold beef and literally this end of the road and that end of the road, they had beef and growing up it was, I'll say it is what it is, it's, it's obviously, it's got worse, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but still back when, them time, obviously I'm 29 now, still back then, it was still, it was still bad. Yeah. So, taking back to your youth years, what is it that did you want to do, what did you want to be? Um, what did I want to be? Um, do you know what? Because I was around a lot of people that were on the roads, they were selling drugs, or they were just involved in a lot of criminal activity, I didn't want to be a part of it. So I thought it's either you're going to go down the road of joining them, might end up in prison, XYZ, XYZ, or whatever, or joining the government. So I tried to be very, very strategic on what I've done. Um, so I said, cool, what is it that, I'm, that I like, or what is it that how I how I move basically and I'm very boisterous at the same time so I couldn't go for like a normal salon get your nails done or work in like a hairdresser like so I went straight in the deep end and I worked as a prison officer. You went as a prison officer? <laughs> yeah. Not many people want to become a prison officer. What was the intrigue? Do you know what? It's not the fact that I wanted to become a prison officer. At the time it popped up and I was like cool let me see what it's about kind mm. of thing. Where I've got a lot of people that are in and out of jail. Um, I kind of wanted to know why people did what they did. Now, I don't judge anyone, so it was a basis of, okay, why did you commit this crime? What was your head going through at this time in order for you to commit that crime? And, do you know what I mean? People look at prisoners and they look down on them like to say that they're bad people when they're just, they're, they're just like us. Like, they make, people make mistakes. Obviously, it's a repeat thing, and it's in a, like you're repeating what you're doing, then cool. But certain times, people just go to jail, the one-off or the two-off, and they just made a mistake. Yeah. So, you've done all the training. What did you, um envisage the jobs was going to be like? Um, the training was completely different to actually being in a jail. Like, the day I stepped in the jail, all the training went out the window. I feel like that was just, it was just like a basis of, yeah, you do this, you do that, and that's it. They don't actually teach you the ins and outs of the actual job. They literally just throw you in the deep end and say, yeah, get on with it. Why, why do you think everything went out the window? Was it was, was like in a lion's den now? It's completely Yeah, different. it was completely different because you can't determine how a prisoner's going to act or how mm. their day is going to be. Like, they might say to you, um, if he says this, act this certain way, but that person, like, you might act that certain way, what they've taught you in training, and then when it gets down to it, now they're trying to scrap you. Like, it's not that. So everything, you're just modelled up. You're like, oh, well, I learned that in training. Why is it not working here? Like, they didn't actually teach you how some prisoners can be. Yeah. It's just literally black and white, yeah, do this, do that, and it should work, and that was it. And how, how long was the training for? The training was, how long was the training? 
12 weeks. 12 weeks? Yeah, it was actually so long. Were you excited about getting the job when you when she was? Um, do you know what? I was and I wasn't. Obviously, I got the job on my birthday. I was happy to be like, Robert, this is a career job. No problem. The training, if I'm honest, was long. I was out of my comfort zone. Like, we had to travel to Coventry to do my training. And I stayed overnight. So, from Monday to Friday or whatever. And then came back. And then by the Sunday, I came back. Like, I was out of my comfort zone. I wasn't... I'm not used to that. Like, mm. even the way I talk. Everyone else was talking posh and... Yeah, it was, it was just, it was different. It was yeah. different for me. I didn't think I would actually complete the course for yeah. how different it was. So once you complete the course, they gave you an assignment and said, this is the prison you're going to. What prison was that? Uh, Wandsworth. You started at Wandsworth. Was you excited about going to Wandsworth? Do you know what? No, I wasn't. I didn't yeah. apply to Wandsworth. I applied to um, Pentaville because it was closer to me. Yeah. And I was like, they've got no space at Pentaville. And I was like, but on the website, it says you've still, still got space. Like, yeah. why can't I go to Pentaville kind of thing? And I was like, no. It's either you take the job now or you got to wait. And we don't know how long you're going to be waiting for. So I was yeah. like, do you know what? Joe's Joe. Let me just, yeah. just go to Wandsworth. So Wandsworth, I was actually in Wandsworth myself. That's the first adult jail I went to. This was back in 2007. Oh gosh. I'm pretty sure not much <laughs> has changed there. I mean, how was it going onto the actual wings for the first time and seeing the inmates? Stepping onto the wing, it was just like, wow. Um, I put on, I wouldn't say I put on this act, but I put on this guard up. And I remember a prisoner saying to me like, Miss, what jail have you come from? And I'm just like, why? Like, oh, because where your persona is, you're not like new guards, you're not like new meat. Like, you carry yourself in a way where you've done jail time or, like, you've been around inmates before. And I was just like, no, not at all. But cause, maybe because I'm boisterous and I'm not a girly girl, mm. it probably came across that way. Did you kind of set yourself up to say, you know what? Actually, I know how the man is going to move. <laughs> I'm going to be strict. I'm going to be like, don't mess around with me at the beginning and then later on the change. Yeah, so I'm a very, very cool person to get along with. Like, people might say, oh, the way her face is or like she's always angry or you can't approach her. But I'm very, very approachable but on a one-to-one -one basis. Like, you yeah. just got to approach me. But um, how did I think the Amanda were going to move? You know what? I didn't actually think how the Amanda were going to move. I literally just went into the job and all the name calling started. Yo, miss. Oh, welcome, beautiful. Oh, miss. Oh, you're sexy. Oh. Like, I just got it all literally just stepping on the wing. So... Mm. That was even a shock to me. Like, I didn't even picture mm. any of that. I just thought, yeah, I've got a job to do and just get on with it. Because I was in a situation in HMP High Down where there was a lady mm. and she was... Sorry, my daughter's here. It's all right. Sit down. <laughs> right. There was a lady and obviously the compliments are coming in. Where on the outside, people might give you a compliment, but inside it's intense. Yeah. Did, it, did it gas you up a little bit? Did it make you feel good uh, about yourself? You know at the same time, I'll, yeah, I know because I don't listen to what guys say, so it's just like, yeah, you're not just chatting at mm. the same time. And where, like I said, I'm not a girly girl, mm. I wouldn't say that I just disregarded the compliments, but it's just like, man, cool, whatever. Like, I'm from the roads, I know how it goes. You just mm. say whatever you want to say just to say it, not because mm. you actually mean it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, cool, right, thanks, cool, but that was it. Did you ever forget, I'm trying to remember all my the prison stuff. Did you give her, did you give her IEPs for anyone that's in the pocket? Hella IEPs, hella, hella negatives if you're not listening. Like, but it was a situation where I had a lot of respect from the prisoners, maybe mm. because, like I said, I could relate to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm from the road, so um, it was the odd time I might give an IEP or a negative or whatever, like, because they're literally like jarring me or they're not listening kind of thing. But all of that, that don't really work. Mm. Pointless, to be fair. So, at this time now, you're in the job. How long have you been working to the point? Um, I think I was there for like two years, you know. For two years? Like two years. So, for the first year, you're in your best behaviour. Mm. You're work, working there. So, 
obviously to get to the point where you had to leave the job. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yep, I had to leave the so job. So you, you had to leave the job <laughs> and um, because you got involved. Um, with, yeah, so with, I got myself into some trouble, I yeah. would call it, that I can finally own now. Like I've yeah. done a previous podcast on it. Um, basically, I got arrested and they, what was the charges? I think it was in 2017 or 18. I think the charges was, it wasn't even misconduct, it was um, to supply, basically, mm. Class C. Um, so I've literally stepped into the jail. They, they've literally arrested me. I had um, steroids on me, basically, yeah. tablets, gym tablets, like fat strippers, um, just stuff to like bulk up and stuff. And then, yeah, like went back to the wing, they arrested me. And then, did they find it on your person? Did you try to yeah, hide it? No, I didn't even try to hide it. I'll be honest with you, I literally stepped in. I wanted to just like, bro, I don't want it so I mean, I'm like, I'm tired, da, 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 da. My head went all there. Stepped so it wasn't in. a thing that where you, you, you just thought the security wasn't even the shit? You wasn't oblivious to the no, people like, watching I you? No, I wasn't even, like, I don't know where my head was. I literally just stepped in on some Disney things to go. Like, I didn't even try to hide it. Like, mm. it's nothing. Would you have tried to hide it before? No. That's the one time I've stepped in. It's the one time I got bagged. The one time you decided to do one it? One time, like, I said, no, I don't want this on me, like, move it from me kind of thing. And the mm. one time I've stepped in, maybe if I took a step back, yeah. and I, that mean I wasn't so angry and so why do I have this, like, I maybe would have done things different or not even bought it kind of thing. Did you feel pressure to bring it? N- no, not, I wouldn't say pressure, no. I wouldn't say pressure, no. I mean, we're, person, I'm we're gonna move on into what you're kind of doing now, but just yeah. to, to, to kind of break it down, how did they get to you? Because I was in prison, and I succeeded once, right, a couple <laughs> of times. But it's hard work and hard labour. So you'd have had a lot of money onto you. How did that one person oh, succeed? Um, how would it, how did that person succeed? Well, when I was talking to the person, it felt like they was on the outside. So a lot of the guys in jail, they were trying to get onto me, saying what they could say, when they could say it. This particular person just fell back. Didn't approached me like that, was like, yo, all right, Mr. Good, da, 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 da. And that's what I like. I don't like, the whole, not even trying to sound big-headed, but mm. I get a lot of attention. So the fact that he kind of reserved himself, I was a bit like, oh, like, finally, there's someone not moving to me, like, mm. kind of thing. Obviously, he probably had a another motive kind of thing, but um, I was just like, yeah, you're not moving to me. We talk about power. I would just talk about day-to-day life. And like, I think he even helped me out in one situation, a couple of situations where the govs weren't helping me. They were mm. just, they were just worthless. Like, they didn't do nothing. Like, as um, as someone that's working with you, they was more against me. And yeah. I feel like this is why I went and I was cool with the prisoners. As much as it was my age and I was from the roads, it shouldn't have been like that. Mm. Like, my staff members should have been very, very supportive and then they wasn't. And yeah. obviously that's what I explained in the last podcast and yeah. how that went about but um yeah like he was just very reserved and ma- made me feel comfortable mm. i should say did you feel like you was in love all the time um did i feel like i was looking back now i can say no not that i was in love but there was a mad connection there like i didn't feel like we was in jail mm. like, so i was stepping in the jail everyone to everyone yeah hi miss da, da, da. but to that particular person it's like we was on the outside mm. like we was in our own little bubble because prisoners are not stupid right Pris- prisoners are not stupid right <laughs> Anytime anything's going on with someone, everyone kind of knows. Because you have got big mouth. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got big mouths. I'll I, I I definitely agree with that. But sometimes it's all, it's if they're seeing, well, hang on, 
why is Miss always going to my man's cell? Mm. Why was that happening where you That's was? That's the thing. It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't. Was, I feel like he was more always around me. Mm. I would always, always situate myself in the office, whether I'm checking spends, checking visits, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um. So no, I don't feel like we was around. I feel like because he defended me a lot, kind of thing, or I could relate to the to the man them in jail. There's certain gloves that will tell this person bang up. They're not listening. I'll be like, my oh, brother, come bang up, please. They'll listen to me. So then they're questioning why can. Why has she got this? Mm. Like, why are they listening to her and she's new? Kind mm. of thing. I feel like that's what caused the suspicion. Mm. Um, like, I might let them out for showers. I'll say to all the men, yeah, boom, I'll let you out for showers. Just make sure you bang up. After, like, it's my job. And they would listen. Mm. But I feel like it was a leeway thing with them, whereas the other officers were just treating them like they're anything, mm. kind of thing. And that's where they went wrong. So, yeah, I feel like that's what caused suspicion at the same time. And obviously, people talking. Mm. So, later on, obviously, you've had to leave the role. Yeah. But you guys, once he's been released, you guys have continued the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a baby now. You got a baby now. Yeah, I mean, how did you feel about that time? Did you, once he's come out, did you want to rekindle it straight away? Did you feel that like you missed him? Um, do you know what? I feel like the whole time he was there, we had basically the relationship. And I feel like I got all the negative energy of, oh, he's just going to come out. He's not going to remember you and da, 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 da. He just used you and blah, 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 blah. And I feel like... We Who was saying that? Um, family? Not even family. I just feel like prisoners, like like friends not even friends i can't even call them friends but people that knew about the situation oh you know she wasn't even saying no she wasn't even saying that like um i knew her literally just after the time yeah. basically my new job but no i just feel like everyone just had something to say kind of yeah. thing and i was like do you know what if it's that it's that if it's not that it's not that obviously came out we're living together had a baby and i feel like yeah we prove people wrong because yeah. your automatic thing is yeah, like, he's just manipulating the girl mm. to get what he wants when he never really asked me to bring anything for him, kind mm. of thing. Other than maybe cooked food, like, do you understand? But other than that, no, it was yeah. calm. So you've lost your job now, so you've had to kind of restart yeah. from scratch. Uh, are you guys still um, strong now? Um, we're cordial. We're cordial. And is it, is it a blessing for you to still, you don't have any kind no, of regrets? You know what? I don't have no regrets, you know? Yeah. No, because I feel like that there taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, at the time, my head was all over the place. Like, I'm facing jail. They're telling me I'm getting four or five years. Like, I didn't know where my head was. And I've never made a, mis a big mistake like yeah. that. Like, I've always been on the straight and narrow. So, I was even shocked at myself. Mm. But obviously, love makes you do crazy things. Yeah. So I was literally just like, what am I going to do kind of thing? And then I think it took me like three weeks to just say, do you know what, be pattern up. Yeah. Like, you put yourself a case now. It's if you're going to, like, you're going to soak about it, cry about it, or you're just going to get up and do what you need to do. And when you went to court, was you like, hold my hands up, yeah, guilty. And... Yeah, in the beginning, I was like, not guilty, because you like, ain't got no evidence. And I'm, I'm, I was being strong and wrong at the same time. But why no evidence? You got it on you. No, but that's the thing. Were you saying it's personal time, use? Yeah, because yeah. obviously I went through an operation and da 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 and... I didn't hand nothing over to nobody. So there was, there was loop, in a case, if you know about cases, there was mm. loopholes. Yeah. So there was a couple of loopholes. And then I said, you know what, in the end, let me just go guilty. Cause mm. I don't want to bring no one else into this case. I'm an adult. It was me on my ones that, that, that I weren't pressured or nothing. It was me that made the mistake. Let me own it kind of thing. And just, let me just get it over and done with, yeah. basically. So, and yeah. what did you get in the end? In the end, they gave me a suspended sentence, mm. which I'm very, very, very thankful for, because ideally, I shouldn't have got that. Yeah. yeah as a prison officer in a, um, a high role for it, you shouldn't be getting that. Yeah. You, should, let's be real, you should be getting jail mm. time. So I'm very, very thankful so for that. So thankful. But time has moved on now. Yes. So um, obviously, you've got a criminal conviction, so you have to sort of think about career-wise, mm. what you want to do. 
what was the brilliant idea that you came up with? So, in the process of me going to court, obviously I wasn't convicted yet. I said, I've done security in the past and obviously I've had my security license and then um, I then got a security job. And then I was doing that, doing that, doing that for a while. And then that's when I got my conviction. So luckily I still got, I had my badge prior so I could still work. And then it got to a point where everyone was asking me for staff, like, B, when you come to work, can you bring two people? Can you bring three people? And I said, how can I turn this into a business? Because nothing ain't free out here. Mm. And then um, I said, you know what? Let me turn it into a business. I make my own security company. Got a couple of ideas from a couple of people. Um, sat down with my business partner that I used to obviously work with at the time. was like, well, you're good at getting contracts and I'm good at getting people. Let's bump heads, make it work. And then um, called the company P1 Protection. Obviously, that's under my son's name because this this whole thing come about. Obviously, my son as well. He's a big part of my life. Um, so I named it yeah P1, and then just went forward from there. Started yeah. growing. So, because honestly, I started noticing you everywhere, and <laughs> everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, and then so. To, he told me who your the, the the father of your child was someone I know as well. So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, good. Then I come to another event. You're like, yes, yeah, me again. I'm like, oh yeah, what's going on? Yeah. And then obviously when you contacted me on Instagram, totally different person. I was like, that's not the same person. Yeah. So, what is it about you doing kind of security which you try to kind of change from your everyday sort of person of who you are? Um, do you know what? I feel like security is my base. So how I am in a security job and how I look and everything is basically me like the whole boisterous side to me like the not wearing the makeup and all of that kind of thing like that's actually me as a person and obviously when you see like my pictures on the gram or whatever and like raw like you're actually a completely different person but the inside is still the same like you might like for example people might see me like oh she's very pretty she might have body whatever they might say but how I talk is still the same so sometimes that might be an off put to certain people but that's just me mm. like that's just how I talk. Yeah. And I mean, obviously people associate security with men. Yeah. Right? I hate that. You've now decided to make an all women's team as well. Yes. Talk, talk, talk so about us. I'm tired of people saying that it's only guys that can do security. Like, I've got all my females that are around me, they're just like me, they're strong females. And the reason why I come up with that idea, because I, I do a lot of festivals where they only want, like, let's say a team of eight guys and one female. But then you've got loads of drunk girls and, and certain guys don't want to be touching the, the girls because they might get called for sexual harassment or whatever it might be, they're trying to move to me. And Whereas if you have an all-female team, it works because you're dealing with females. Certain guys might be like, no, I can't touch them. That's like my little sister. I don't want to touch them or da-da-da-da. But bro, you have a job to do at the end of the day. You can't sometimes be on it when it's just a man them. Mm. And then when it comes to the females, you don't want to be on it. Like a job is a job at the end of the day. So I said, you know what? Let me come up with the idea that having an all-female squad, because the females, we deal with the man them as well. And more time, when it's females dealing with man them, their ego drops. If it's a guy on a guy, and I've witnessed it with myself, even my business partner, I said to him, let me deal with it, because when it's a guy and a guy, it's an ego thing. Mm. I don't know what it is with guys, but the minute a female steps involved, there might be a bit of flirting, there might be a bit of dog, but, but the issue gets resolved, mm. and that's what I like. Do you ever get scared? Do you know what? I don't, you know, I wouldn't say I get scared. Like, I've been in situations where, like, yeah, cool, burners have been put out, or knives, and da-da-da-da, but like I said, because I'm from the road, and I've seen all of that, it don't really phase me, kind of thing. It's about how you deal with it, and nine times out of ten, like you say, I'm everywhere, so everybody sees my face in the security industry, so it's not even a thing where, like, I'm scared. More time I have to talk to one of them, or basically, no, it's not even worth it, there's cameras, like, you don't want to go to jail, da-da-da-da-da. 
So I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm scared. Mm. So what about how do you train up sort of your other female who want to get you into know what? it? It took me a while, if I'm honest with you, to um, find good female security. Because nowadays they're just dashing out the badge to anybody and everybody. Oh, I've got a SILS and I can do the job. No, the type of events that I do, you got to be strong. you got to have a thick face. you got to have all of that, basically. So I wouldn't even say that I've trained them up. I feel mm. like it's just coming together as a collective. Yeah. And obviously, um, my friend, she has her own business as well um, called True Surety. So we, like, she had a couple of females, I had a couple of females. We literally came together one time, did an all-female all um, work, basically, for artists, rappers, and it worked. Mm. So from that, I said, you know what? This actually can work. It's just about someone giving us the chance to prove ourselves in order to put that out there. And are you still recruiting more women now? Yeah, yeah of course. I'm, listen, I'm up for, for helping everybody and anybody at the same time. Obviously, if you've got the the, um, the badge, whatever, you want to get work, or even if you just want to get experience, because I started off somewhere. Like, I wasn't perfect and I still, I'm still, I'm learning. So if people have got a badge, they want to get a bit of experience, I'm up for it. And of course, being a security officer as well, you see some dangerous things. And I think, um, you messaged me last time. Mm. A recent um, something that happened recently. Yeah. You tried to you tried to save someone's life, yeah. and that, I mean, what goes through your mind when you see something like that, and that gives you a reservation about actual this job. Um, do you know what? Obviously, that there was a shock. I feel like because automatically you're doing your job, and then just seeing someone there, and then obviously actually having to be hands on. It's like, wow, it's not just about yeah, telling, giving people searches and telling them to line up. There's a lot more to security that people don't understand. Obviously, that unfortunate event that happened, um, obviously he ended up passing away. And obviously that's very traumatic to me kind of thing because I was actually hands-on. So it's like, there's a lot of things that people don't see. They just feel like, oh, security is just easy. Like, that's it. You just search and know where there's a lot more risk factors you've got to take. There's so much things you've got to think about during security. Yeah. So would, would you would you would you recommend it to your daughter if you had a daughter? You say. Do you know what? Yeah, cause like I said, I'm not a girly girl. Mm. Obviously, if I had a daughter, she'll probably be like me. She'll be very boisterous, whatever you want to call it. So I wouldn't say I would not recommend it to her. If, if that's if that's something obviously she'd want to take, I would mm. support her in it. Cause obviously I've been in that role, so I know mm. how it is. So how do you kind of take your bookings? You kind of choose and pick. Okay. This one seems okay. This one's okay. Now I'm not doing that one. That one might be too dangerous. Or is like you know what? We're open for business. Do you know what it is? I feel like me and my business partner we say we're open for business. Obviously we gotta do the risk factors because not everyone and everyone you can do business with. There's certain people that we could do business over here. They might be a rapper, but they have an op, and then it's like being seen with that op. But we're saying it's not personal. It's just business at the same mm. time. But like I said, there's a lot of risk factors that we have to take. Like if the money's not matching up to the risk then we're not going to take it. I'm not going to put my staff members in a situation just to get money when there's work everywhere. Yeah. Hey, any sort of last words you want to say to maybe new prison officers out there, those working and anyone working in the security field? Um, the prison thing, do you know what? I feel like everyone's got to go through their own journey. Same way I had to go through my journey. I didn't expect to be where I was today with that role. But like I said, I'm thankful. Just, just know what you're doing. With the security thing, I feel like it's not for everyone, but for those that it is for, just keep pushing. At the end of the day, I'm going to always support my females first because I feel like we get underlooked a lot, even with close protection. When we know we can do the job, it's just about someone giving us the opportunity and the chance to do it. Yeah. There you go, guys. That's a big ego media podcast.